Holy Father in heaven, thank you for giving us the privilege to be among the living today. Glory be unto your name, O Lord. Now, Lord, we ask for the outpouring of your Holy Spirit upon us, that our lives should be consecrated to you. We pray that as we go through the words of our devotion this morning, that your words will be to us spirit and life, that as they abide in us, we also will abide in you. Put your words in our mouth as you did for Jeremiah, for we have nothing to say of our own, but Lord, we trust in you that you will give us words to speak that will equally bless all who would listen. Thank you, Lord, for hearing and answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling, July 28 A Daily Experience in Conversion For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 16 Genuine conversion is needed not once in years, but daily. This conversion brings man into a new relation with God. Old things, his natural passions and hereditary and cultivated tendencies to wrong pass away, and he is renewed and sanctified. But this work must be continual. For as long as Satan exists, he will make an effort to carry on his work. He who strives to serve God will encounter a strong undercurrent of wrong. His heart needs to be barricaded by constant watchfulness and prayer, or else the embankment will give way, and like a male stream, the undercurrent of wrong will sweep away the safeguard. No renewed heart can be kept in a condition of sweetness without the daily application of the salt of the word. Divine grace must be received daily or no man will stay converted. Test and trial will come to every soul that loves God. The Lord does not work a miracle to prevent this ordeal of trial, to shield his people from the temptations of the enemy. Characters are to be developed that will decide the fitness of the human family for the heavenly home. Characters that will stand through the pressure of unfavorable circumstances in private and public life and that will, under the severest temptations, through the grace of God, grow brave and true, be firm as a rock to principle, and come forth from the fiery ordeal of more value than the golden wedge of fire. God will endorse with his own superscription as his elect those who possess such characters. 
The Lord accepts no half-hearted service. He demands the whole man. Religion is to be brought into every phase of life, carried into labor of every kind. The whole being is to be under God's control. We must not think that we can take supervision of our own thoughts. They must be brought into captivity to Christ. Self cannot manage self. It is not sufficient for the work. God alone can make and keep us loyal. Amen. The title of our devotion is A Daily Experience in Conversion. Our key text is 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16, which says, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. What does it mean for the inward man to be renewed day by day? This is the experience that we must have if we must be partakers of the divine nature. This is the experience that we must have if we must retain the sanctification that the Lord is doing in us, the justification that the Lord has given to us. We must have it as something that is happening to us on a daily basis. Here, we see it clearly in this text that the inward man is renewed day by day. Reminds me of what Paul said about himself. I die daily. What kind of death is that? Death to self. He said in the book of Galatians 2 verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. Yet, I live. But it is the life which I live, it is no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. That is the death he is talking about, death to self. Yesterday we saw that self is the hindrance to our advancement in our spiritual life. We saw that if we must be holy, we must accept Jesus. That is the secret to holiness. Accept Jesus as our personal savior and die to self. Jesus said, Matthew 16 verse 24, If any man will be holy, if any man will come after me, if any man will be sanctified, if any man wants to be like me, let him take up his cross daily. That's what he says. Let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Jesus wants us to understand something which is another secret. There are times we have experienced a transformation in our lives many have experienced it the lord has come to us perhaps when we were under the preaching of the word of god the holy spirit remarkably came to us and gave us a transformation of heart and we did experience conversion it is not a lie we experienced it we felt it we knew that the the, the desires that was strong in us to do evil somehow it was taken away we see that there was this power given to us so that we're able to resist evil but then after some time we realize 
suddenly we are without strength. What is it that has taken place? It is because we are not dying daily. We only died two days ago or three days ago. But you need to understand something about how conversion happens. You see, conversion is the banishing of demons that control our lives to make us do evil. The Lord comes into our lives, the one who is stronger than this strong man. And he strikes the devil out of our lives. And then we are clean. But if we remain empty, not filled with the spirit, the devils will come back. The Bible tells us in the book of Luke chapter 4, after the experience that Jesus had in the temptation in the wilderness, he was tempted three times by the devil. And he resisted all the temptations successfully. But something remarkable is written there. That the devil departed after the, after he attempted Jesus, he departed and left him for a season. Not that he wasn't going to come back, he just retreated for a season to regroup and to strategize and to see how he's going to come at Jesus again. He left him for a season. Have there not been times in your life, there have been in my own life, where it looks as if, oh, all things are going well. Ah, it's been very good experience. I have not been tempted for a while to do this or that and I am ex- I'm examining my life and it looks so, it's all good. But I remember that the devil left Jesus for a season and then I asked myself, is that not what is happening to me now? Hasn't the devil just left me for a season only to come back suddenly when I'm not aware? This is the reason that conversion must be a daily experience. It is not once in a while. Because when it is once in a while and it's not daily, in fact, I would say not just daily, but moment by moment. If it is not being done like that, the devil will come with his temptations and we will fall. Just as is put in our devotion here, it says genuine conversion is needed not once in years, but daily. It says, but this work of conversion, all things, all things, that's what conversion is now, in case we are wondering. Conversion means all things, like our natural passions, hereditary and cultivated tendencies to wrong, pass away, and we are renewed and sanctified. That is what it means. You give up your old lifestyle, your old habits of sin. How many people have not done that? I hear there was someone who says, it's not easy to, it's not difficult to stop smoking. I do that every day. In other words, People make decisions on a daily basis and even sometimes I'm not going to do this again. And indeed, they carry it on. They pray. God gives them the victory and they get it. But how long? We can only maintain that victory as we take conversion to be a daily or moment-by-moment experience. Don't depend on yesterday's experience. You prayed yesterday earnestly for the Lord to give you deliverance or some days ago or some months ago. Yes, you did pray and he gave it to you. But are you still depending on that experience of days back or months back or weeks back? If you are doing that, then you are setting yourself up. The devil probably has left you for a season if you are depending on that. But if like our Lord Jesus, you are having it as a daily experience, then no matter when the devil comes with his trial and temptations, you will resist him. He says this work of conversion must be continual for as long as Satan exists. He will make an effort to carry on his work. 
he who strives to serve God will encounter a strong undercurrent of wrong. His heart needs to be barricaded by constant watchfulness and prayer or else the embankment will give way and like a mill stream, the undercurrent of wrong will sweep away the safeguard. No renewed heart can be kept in the condition of sweetness without the daily application of the salt of the word. Divine grace must be received daily or no man will stay converted. Conversion is justification but to stay justified, that is to stay converted, something must be done. You cannot depend on yesterday's experience. Whatever you did yesterday, do it again. Pray earnestly, the same earnestness you put into yesterday's prayer, put it into today's own. The same watchfulness you put yesterday, put it into today's experience. Don't say, oh, yesterday this happened or months ago or weeks ago or some days ago, I had this experience. It must be daily. And that is how the holy men have lived. Enoch, the Bible tells us, walked with God. What does it mean that Enoch walked with God? Enoch was daily, moment by moment, always abiding in Christ with prayer and watchfulness. But of our Lord Jesus, we are told he had a strong life of prayer. In the book of Mark 1, verse 35, we are told, And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. And this was a lifestyle for Jesus, waking up early in the morning to pray. And sometimes it wasn't just just to pray early in the morning. In the book of Luke chapter 6 verse 12, we are told, And it came to pass in those days that he went into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Do you wonder why Jesus was the way he was? How he was able to resist evil? How he got power? Jesus prayed all night. But remember, it's not just praying useless prayers like the ones that goes away from what the Bible says of what prayer should be. Jesus was praying for himself for power to resist the temptations that the devil brought to him and also pray for others. He had a great work to do. Back to Luke 6, reading from verse 12. Jesus prayed all night because there was a work he wanted to do. When he prayed all night in verse 13, he says, And when it was day, he called unto him his disciples, and of them he chose twelve, whom also he named apostles. Do you see? He was about to do a great work and had to pray all night. Why? Because he was going to select the twelve the next morning and he needed God's guidance. Do you pray for God's guidance when you want to make tough decisions? Jesus is about to make those tough decisions. Of the twelve, who are they going to be? And he prayed all night because of that. Okay, another time in the book of Luke chapter 9 now, verse 28 and 29 says, And it came to pass about an eight days after these sayings, he took Peter, John, and James, and went up into the mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered, and his raiment was white and glistening. How about Daniel, the man who the Bible describes as one that has an excellent spirit? And even John, Jesus trained him to be like him. And you see Jesus always carrying him, taking John with him and James and Peter to pray. 
And we read about Peter also having set time to pray that around the evening when he was waiting for his food, he after he had finished praying, you see, you have to have a prayer life. If we must maintain the conversion, we must have a life of prayer and not just prayer but watchfulness. And that is where the scriptures come in. Watchfulness. Daily applying the word of God, the salt of the word to our lives. I'm just reminded now, David in the book of Psalm 55 verse 17 said, Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud and he shall hear my voice. How often? Evening, morning, noon. And how often was Daniel praying? We are told he was praying three times a day. And even Jesus, it wasn't just in the night he prayed, but even in the noon he prayed. Looking at the book of Matthew chapter 14 verse 23 says, And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. So when did he send them away? This was during the noontime. He sent them away, went to the mountain by himself in the afternoon to pray. If we must maintain the conversion the Lord has given to us, we must have a life of prayer. And the reason is that Satan does not respect you. He does not for any reason think, no matter how you put yourself to be, he has brought down strong men like David, spiritual men. He was instrumental in causing Moses to sin to the point that even after Moses died, he debated over the body of Moses and was trying to say Moses was not going to make it to the kingdom of God. Who do you think you are that the Lord cannot, does not, you don't need the help of the Lord? Who do you think you are that you think Satan would respect you and not tempt you? No matter how converted you are, no matter what your claims are, they may go to the high heavens. The Lord, the, the Lord will not stop temptation from coming to us. And the devil will not think that even the slightest temptation will not be enough to bring you down. He will tempt you to do the slightest, smallest and the biggest sin. There is no temptation that the devil will look at you and say, Oh, he or she is above this one. I, I won't tempt her with this. He will tempt you with everything. Everything. Hoping that you will fall wishing that you will fall because he has done it to people before us and it has worked so he is working based on that knowledge that it can also work on us and this is the reason why we must stay connected with god at all times how are we connected through watchfulness that is the study of the word applying the salt of the word on our hearts and also through prayer it must be a continual daily experience and the reason is as it has been given to us. You see, in this conversion, it is like building a wall around us. A wall of the word of God around us. But that wall, when you start your experience, it is a weak one. The devil will flood you with temptations. And if you are not barricading that wall, fortifying it continuously, he will continue to flood it and flood it, hoping that it will break down. And then the flood will come into the heart, the flood of temptation, and will sweep us away. That is the reason why we must barricade the wall with prayer and constant studying of the Word of God. It must be a daily experience. We cannot depend on the wall that was built yesterday. 
the person who is coming to fire that wall has enough arsenal to bring it down so we must continually add bricks to that wall continue adding more pillars to it fortifying it making it thicker stronger higher more impenetrable make it like a, like a fortress and the only way we can do that is constantly putting more blocks in prayer constantly fortifying it with the study of the word of god if not the undercurrent will sweep it away and the temptations will rise and come into the heart and sweep us and the lord lets this to happen because he wants to build our characters he wants us to become firm in resistance temptations will flood us but the lord is teaching us to become strong he wants us to be in his kingdom and in order for us to be in his kingdom this is necessary that temptations come as we read here in our high calling page 215 paragraph 3 it says the test and trial will come to every soul that loves god the lord does not work a miracle to prevent this ordeal of trial to shield his people from temptations of the enemy characters are to be developed that will decide the fitness of the human family for the heavenly home characters that will stand through the pressure of unfavorable circumstances in private and public life and that will under the severest temptations through the grace of god grow brave and true be firm as a rock to principle and come forth from the fiery ordeal of more value than the golden wedge of all fire end of quote so here we are to understand clearly that god wants to build our characters but what strikes me the most here is says that these characters are the ones that will stand through the pressure of unfavorable circumstances in private and public life what is your character like in private hmm. what is your character like on the internet that's one of the most private places that we have these days what is your character like in your home when no one is watching wow how many stand temptation how many are firm as a rock to principle when no one is watching how many of us have learned to resist the temptations that come to us in private very easy to resist in public everybody's watching but what about in private of course i know from experience that in private when the temptations come in the thoughts of your mind very private you know, that's the most private place nobody can penetrate people can even see your history on the internet of course it can be checked what your mail is and your messages and all what you are even browsing but your thoughts none is the wiser nobody knows what's going on there that is the most private place and god wants to test our character in private are you resisting the temptations that come to your thoughts are you casting down those imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god you see i've come to the place where i appreciate the temptations that come through the thoughts because if you are worried about temptation that come outwardly to sin i realize that that's not the problem because the real problem is in the thoughts if we can resist the temptations and suggestions of satan that comes in their thoughts i tell you we will successfully resist 
the ones that have to do with your words and your actions because out of the issues of man it is from the thoughts it says keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life it is in the thoughts that we carve the words we speak and decide what we do if we can resist the thoughts the suggestions then we have come a long way into being like christ in our devotion yesterday in our high calling page 215 paragraph 5 we read sanctification is a state of holiness without and within being holy and without reserve the lord's not in form but in truth every impurity of thought every lustful passion separates the soul from god for christ can never put his robe of righteousness upon a sinner to hide his deformity there must be a progressive work of triumph over evil of sympathy with good a reflection of the character of jesus end of quote so our thoughts daily must be cast down in the book of 2 corinthians chapter 10 reading from verse 4 down it says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds casting down every imagination and every height in that exalts itself and against the knowledge of god and bringing into submission every thought every thought into the word of god submit them to god's word and self cannot do this work self cannot manage itself we must give ourselves over to god it is only god that can keep us loyal and that is why this daily experience in conversion is necessary pray with earnestness as you did the other day when you were being converted when you were asking the lord to save you from your sin pray this morning like that even though you feel you have been saved don't feel that way let him that think he stands he lets he fall pray as though you know that you do not have any strength in yourself pray as though you are freed of yourself that you will fall back into sin pray as though you understand that the devil is coming against you and you have no power to resist him do not depend on yesterday's experience you need an experience every day every moment in order to resist I pray that the Lord will give us the grace to put these things in practice. In Jesus' name, Amen. A daily experience in conversion. I would say a daily experience in remaining Christ's servant, Christ's possession. Every day gives us an opportunity to prove that we are God's children. Our decision to follow God has not changed. Satan, our arch enemy, will work hard to draw us away from our love from God, love to God rather. He will look for opportunities to draw affection away from God, and we have to maintain the warfare. First Corinthians six verse twenty, for you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You and I have been bought to please God, to reflect the character of God. And every day, with varying circumstances, we have to die to self and say, I'm yours, Lord. I'm yours. 
for ye were once darkness, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2, wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now walketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of the, our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. We have been bought. And every day remains an examination to stay affectionately close, affectionately knit with Christ. You remember the story of the man whom demons were cast out in the Bible, who the Bible says that the demon left him and was wandering until he came back and said, let me go and check where I left, only to find out that the house was empty. And the Bible says that the latter state of that man was worse than the beginning because the, the, the demon brought in demons, seven more demons stronger than himself to take possession of the house. My point again is that we have been bought, but Satan would try as much as possible to make inroads to gain what he has lost. May we not allow him to win the ground that Jesus has already won, the victory that he has already given to us. And this is a daily battle. The next thing I want to talk about is in various circumstances we meet, we have to meet with every day. It's opportunity to prove that we are God's own. To prove that you're God's own simply means to act the way He acts. In the very circumstance you find yourself, you act the same way Jesus would do. That will show to the world that this person belongs to this class. When you are tempted to dress a particular way, which you know is not in line with God's ways, that moment is a time to prove that you are God's own. That's a moment to die to self. That's a moment to say, no, I will walk the way my master has told me to walk. You have proven, we have proven at that time that we belong to Christ. When tempted to retaliate, to speak hastily or evil about others, that's a moment to prove that we are Christ's. That we will die daily will die at that moment to self. First Peter chapter 2 verses 21 For even hereunto were you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow in his steps, that you should follow his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judged righteously, who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes 
you were healed. You see, here we are told that he himself left us an example. And in his example, we are told to walk in those steps. Remember, Jesus is saying, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. The consideration again will not be about ourselves, but about Christ. The focus will shift to Christ because we understand what he has done for us. We understand the price he has paid. We see how much he has done for us and what pains and sacrifice he borne for our sake. And seeing, comparing ourselves with him, we desire to follow him. And in following him now, he tells us, no matter what you go to, do not revile when you are being reviled. When you are being maligned, when your character is being assassinated or misrepresented, don't answer back in anger or retaliation to retaliate. No, leave it to God. Matthew 5 verse 11 Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil things about you falsely on account of me. Rejoice and be glad because your reward is great in heaven. For they persecuted the prophets before you in the same way. Now that's how Jesus wants us to react. At the moment of reaction or the experience, it's a time of test and trial. It's a time of difficulty. And it's a time to send prayers to God to heaven. When you have watched, you have observed the need and the words are raging in your mind and the insult is burning on your head, send words to heaven and be like Jesus. Rejoice. Matthew chapter 5 verse 29 If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better to lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into hell. If your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better to lose one of your members than to have your whole body go into hell. Jesus gives another step which we need to walk in and which should die to self. If there are things that are right in themselves, the, right, you have, the hand is good, the right hand is good. The eyes is good, it's for vision, it's good. But if it is the cause for you to sin, if there are things that are legitimate you have in your life, a phone, money to some extent, or some privileges you have that expose you to danger, cut them off. Some friends who lead you to trouble, friendship is good. But if the friendship leads you to sin, cut it off. If having a, a type of device will lead you to sin, deny yourself. Deny yourself daily so that Christ may be formed in you. And this has to be a moment-by-moment -moment thing. Matthew 5, verse 43, You have heard that it is it had been said, Thou shalt love thy enemy and hate thy... Sorry? Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. 44, but I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. 
for he maketh his sun to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. Now, Jesus gives us another step to walk in. Trials will come around this and temptations will come around this. You will have people who will despitefully use you, who will even hate your services. They will just hate you for the mere sight of you, not for any, any, any valid reason. That's another time to die to self and say, what does my Lord want me to do and move forward in that step? For eating a particular way, people can just hate you. For dressing in a particular way, people may just despise you. For speaking the truth, people may just abhor you. What would you do? What would Jesus have you do? To die daily. Now, Jesus will permit some of these circumstances to come to us to develop character. What kind of character now? The kind of character that he himself has shown when he was in a similar situation like you are now like i will be remember what where we read in first peter chapter 2 verse 21 for even hereunto we are ye called because christ also suffered for us leaving us an example that you should follow his steps who did no sin neither was God found in his mouth who when he was reviled reviled not again when he suffered he threatened not but committed himself to him that judged wisely this is our calling this is our high calling and God wants us to walk in this narrow way now the purpose is not so that we can feel moody or feel sad or rejected no something is going on in our life character is being developed character which is the repeated attitude we have over a particular circumstance when we have similar circumstances like jesus has gone through and we respond the same way christ is verily formed in us the hope of glory and that's what god wants us to have he wants us to have his character test and trial will come to every soul that loves god the Lord does not work a miracle to prevent this ordeal of trial, to shield his people from the temptations of the enemy. Characters are to be developed that will decide the fitness of the human family for the heavenly home. Characters that will stand through the pressure of unfavorable circumstances in private and public life and that will under the severest temptations through the grace of God grow brave and true be firm as a rock to principle and come forth from the fiery ordeal of more value than the golden wedge of a fire God will endorse with his own superscription as his elect those who possess such characters a high calling 215 paragraph 3 James chapter 1 because of this experience where you understand I understand that character has been developed self is being nailed every day to the cross we are daily being converted into the image of Christ because of this process because of this knowledge of what God is doing to us the Bible says in James chapter 1 verse 3 knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience but let's 
patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Allow yourself, let me allow myself to go through the process and be purified. Romans 5 verse 3, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope make it not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. At the moment of your trial is a moment for God to manifest himself and surely the Holy Spirit will be by your side as surely as you ask for his help to go through that process. And it will be a reminder if you reflect, if we reflect on it, it will be a reminder of where we are going to. A reminder in the sense that God will use that situation to help you know, my son, I'm only preparing you for my coming kingdom. To lose sight of self because we're a bundle of selfishness. We have been filled with self from our childhood. Conversion is the process where God divulges us of selfishness and we become more conscious of other people's need we become selfless the same way jesus was selfless and thinks about the good of others jesus wants us to learn the same selflessness and be of service heaven has one constant note love for god and love for others now to complete our daily task we have an high priest hebrews 4 verse 15 for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was in all points tempted as like as we are yet without sin let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need hebrews 4 verse 15 and 16 Jesus has gone through every experience or similar experience that we are going through. And every experience will require characters, maybe like compassion, where people may be asking you for things. They may be in lack or they may be sick or they have lost their loved ones and you have to express compassion. God wants you to express that character. Every situation may have something like patience and God wants you to be patient on that wrong another experience may have an issue with forbearance when people are offending or they are having an oversight over something they are supposed to do you remember when the disciples and Jesus were walking and instead of thinking of the suffering he was going to go through, they were thinking of who's going to be by the right hand or the left hand. They were thinking about material things. Jesus forbore, forbore with them. He bore with them, rather. And some situations may require you to bear with people's ignorance or their selfishness. Once he was speaking. And these friends came and said to the people, don't listen to him. He's beside himself. He's mad. People may also accuse you that you're mad. You're out of your senses. That's another time to be patient, to behave like Christ. Once Jesus was speaking, his mother and his family came 
to approach him during his speaking engagement. Jesus still endured it and continued speaking. He was not offended by these things. These things have God written to us that we should not be offended, but that the character of Christ may be manifest in us, that self may die, and truly will be like Jesus. Every day is an examination, and by the grace of God, we can overcome. Amen. Let us pray. Loving Father in heaven, thank you for sending these words to us to warn us concerning what is coming ahead of us. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the grace to understand these things. I commit all of us who are listening unto your care that these words that have been spoken will be impressed on our hearts to understand clearly what our duty is in order to maintain the sanctification and conversion that you have been pleased to give to us. Please, Father, strengthen us and help us. Guide us, O Lord. Keep us in your word, abiding in it and it in us. Help us, Lord, to watch and pray that whatever flood of temptation the devil is bringing our way, we will be firm as a rock in our private life and in our public life, in the secret recesses of our thoughts and in our homes, that we will not feel at liberty to sin against you, but that we will give ourselves wholly to you, heart, soul, mind and strength. Thank you for hearing our prayers and thank you for answering. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen.